Spilling the good news, grab your tea with Z. Today, I'm going to do things a little bit differently. And instead of starting off with a positive statistic, I wanted to start with a happy animal fact. Today, I learned that goats have accents. What a goat sounds like depends on the area they grew up in, just like humans. It does make me wonder what the goat in what accent the goat in Goat Simulator has. And we're going to jump right in with a news article about a 2-3 growth medication. A Japanese research team is making significant progress in developing a groundbreaking medication that may allow people to grow new teeth. Clinical trials for this 2-3 growth medication are set to begin in July. 2024, with the goal of making it available for general use by 2030. The medication is primarily intended for individuals who have congenital factors leading to the lack of a full set of adult teeth. Previous experiments with animals have shown promising results, as the medicine stimulated the growth of the quote-unquote third-generation teeth following the baby teeth and permanent adult teeth. Lead researcher Katsu Takahashi, who has been dedicated to this project since his graduate student days, expressed his confidence in making the dream of growing new teeth a reality. Conditions such as anodontia, affecting one, about 1% 1 of the population, cause the growth of fewer than a full set of teeth. Genetic factors are believed to be the major cause, especially for those with oligodontia, where six or more teeth are missing. This condition, also known as tooth agenesis, can severely impact basic abilities like chewing, swallowing, and speaking, affecting overall development. Takahashi's research team focused on a protein called USAG1, which limits tooth growth. By developing a neutralizing antibody medicine that blocks the function of this protein, they were able to introduce the growth of new teeth in mice during experiments in 2018. The research gained significant attention as the beginnings of the world's first tooth regeneration medication, with a publication in a scientific paper in 2021. The team is now working on preparing the medication for human use, aiming to confirm its safety and effectiveness. The initial focus will be on treating children aged 2 to 6 with anodontia. If successful, this tooth regrowth could revolutionize the field of dentistry. Interestingly, while humans have long believed to grow only two sets of teeth, Evidence suggests that we actually have the potential for a third set. Animals like sharks and certain reptiles can continuously regrow teeth, and humans may possess similar regenerative capabilities that have diminished over time. The implications of a tooth regeneration medication are immense. Currently, when teeth are severely damaged or lost due to issues like cavities, Individuals must rely on dental appliances, like dentures. However, with the ability to grow third-generation teeth, the hope is that tooth regrowth medicine 
can become a viable alternative alongside dentures and implants. The pursuit of growing new teeth has been a long-standing dream for dentists, and thanks to the dedication and breakthroughs of research like Takahashi, it may soon become a reality, providing a brighter and more natural future for dental health. And coming up is a story that's good news for our future biodiversity. In the De Democratic Republic of the Congo, or the DRC, 16 southern white rhinoceroses have been reintroduced to the Garamba National Park, making a significant step in biodiversity conservation. The last wild northern rhino was unfortunately poached there in 2006. To bring back, back the rhinos, they were transported from a private reserve in South Africa to Guramba, which is located in the northeastern part of the country. The operation was led by the Congolese Institute for the Conservation of Nature, or the ICCN, in collaboration with African Parks, a conservation NGO, and Barrick Gold, a C Canadian mining company that sponsored the effort. White rhinos are the second largest land mammals with adult males weighing over 7,700 pounds. There are two distinct subspecies, the northern and southern white rhinos. Unfortunately, the northern white rhino is considered functionally extinct, with only two females remaining in Kenya's Old Peta Conservancy. Efforts are still being made to potentially save them from extinction. The last male, Sudan, died in 2018. In the late 19th century, the southern white rhino was believed to be extinct due to poaching, but a small population of fewer than 100 was discovered in South Africa in 1895. Through dedicated management and protection over the years, their numbers have increased, with more than 20,000 southern white rhinos now living in private game reserves and protected areas. Garamba National Park, established in 1938, is one of Africa's oldest wildlife parks. However, it has faced challenges such as poaching and conflicts, leading to the decline of its wildlife populations. The reintroduction of southern white rhinos to Garamba National Park is seen as a crucial step in the conservation efforts. These rhinos, fitted with ear tags and GPS collars for monitoring, have been released into the park. Professional staff and qualified veterinarians will closely monitor their acclimation. It is expected that more southern white rhinos will be sent to Garama National Park in the future. Overall, the return of the white rhinos to the Democratic Republic of the Congo signifies the country's commitment to biodiversity conservation and provides hope for the revival of its wildlife populations. Great news from California. Lake Oroville, which was severely impacted by the state's mega drought, has made an impressive recovery and is now at 100% capacity for the first time since 2019. The state's Department of Water Resources confirms the reservoir is filled to its total capacity 
and is even at 127% of its average level for this time of year. Lake Oroville, the state's second largest reservoir, has experienced critically low water levels during the prolonged drought. In 2021, it plummeted to just 24% capacity, leading to the shutdown of a major hydroelectric power plant. However, the recent heavy precipitation in the Sierra Nevada region has brought record-breaking levels of precipitation, contributing to the resurgence of the lake. The recovery of Lake Oroville is, the part, is part of the larger effort to address the western water crisis. Other res reservoirs, such as Shasta Lake, have also seen substantial improvements, reaching 97% of total capacity and 119% of the historical average. Here's some great news from Texas. The Urban Chick family, along with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, the Nature Conservation Conservancy, and other conservation-minded individuals and organizations have achieved a remarkable conservation success. They have protected 515 acres of pristine hill country land and a precious stream by selling it to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department for $25 million. This land will be added to the adjacent Guadalupe River State Park, creating a combined protected area of nearly 5,000 acres. The Urban Chicks journey began when they purchased a piece of land decades ago and fell in love with the beautiful ranch that was connected to the Honey Creek State Natural, Natural Area. However, as development pressures increased in the region, the family considered building a subdivision on their property. Concerned citizens and environmental groups expressed worries about the potential impact on Honey Creek a habitat known for its clarity and the presence of at-risk species. To the delight of conservationists, the TPWD, or the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, announced the purchase of the 515-acre parcel with the support of the Nature Conservancy and other philanthropic organizations. This acquisition ensures the preservation of the pristine ecosystem and allows future generations to enjoy the land. Although no official opening date has been announced, TPWD plans to eventually open the new land to the public, providing opportunities for people to connect with nature. The Urban Chick's decision to sell the land for conservation instead of pursuing a lucrative development project demonstrates their commitment to protecting the environment, their children, who never embraced the idea of a subdivision, supported the family's choice to turn the ranch into a state park. Emphasizing the value of preserving wild spaces for future generations. By working with organizations like TPWD and the Nature Conservancy, landowners facing similar situations can explore conservation options that balance development and environmental protection. This successful conservation effort highlights the growth support, the growing support for land conservation in Texas, thanks in parts to organizations like the Nature Conservancy and recent legislation allowing 
allocated funds for state park acquisitions. The Urban Chicks selfless decision sets an inspiring example for others, and their land will now be enjoyed by Texans for generations to come. For our last story, there's some great news from Western Australia. A team of female indigenous rangers is playing a crucial role in conserving the golden bandicoot, a threatened species. The rangers, part of the Darren.gu women's ranger team from the Willigan Aboriginal Corporation, worked alongside the Australian Wildlife Conservancy, or the AWC, to conduct the first ever bandicoot population survey. During their 12-day expedition in the remote bushland, the rangers successfully identified and caught 94 individual golden bandicoots through live trapping. This was an incredible result that surpassed their expectations. The survey was part of a broader project aiming to translocate this endangered species from the Kimberley region to a fenced reserve in central Australia. By understanding the bandicoot population and ensuring the translocation would not harm them, the rangers and AWC are actively working to protect and preserve this threatened species. The development of the women's ranger team has been an exciting journey. The rangers have been able to enhance their skills and knowledge in genetic sampling, GPS navigation, and data collection throughout the survey. They have also formed a strong bond with the land, learning about other species and conducting inventory work to identify animals present in the region. The translocation project holds immense significance for the local community. Being able to assist another community in bringing back a native species to their country is a momentous achievement. The collaboration between the rangers, AWC, and various stakeholders highlights the power of teamwork and collective effort in conservation. For a personal story this week, there's been so much that's happened since the last time that I recorded a podcast episode. I'm not even sure where to start, and I don't think I can pick any single event to talk about. Since the last episode, I have gone camping on the beach. I have gotten sun poisoning. I traveled to another state took my son with me, spent time with another loved one, and various other adventurous things this month. And in other adventurous news, most of my friends and family have traveled for this summer for the first time since I was very young, including my youngest teenage brother, who has gone to another country for the first time. We just celebrated my son's ninth birthday this weekend, And it was such a good time, and he finally got to get in a tank. I I know I mentioned that on a previous episode. I have to say, though, I thought he would be thrilled to be able to get in a tank, but once we actually got there, it took a little convincing to get him to stay. Once I convinced him to, to stay, though, he decided that was just it, and we weren't leaving. This month has been an exciting time for sure, but I'm glad to be back, and I'm ready to pick up where I left off. Now it's time for a quote, but the one I found turned out to be part of a poem I really liked by Edgar A. Guest. It's often misattributed to John Greenleaf Whittier, but the quote is, success is failure turned inside out. And the poem 
goes as follows. It's titled, Keep Going. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, and every one of us sometimes learns that many a failure turns about when he might have won had he struck it, stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow, you may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden throne. crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are it may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when things seem worst that you mustn't quit. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Good News Tea.